like, I forgot about these things, and now I'm going to be sad. <laughs> well, I'm glad Jesus. I'm not the only one that has ashes in their room now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, now I have two dead cats, and I think some fur for my dog, and she also brought down a bunch of movies she got at Goodwill. There's, like, two direct-to-DVD Robert De Niro films. I'm like, true... Uh, on Blu-ray or seasoner. DVD? On Blu-ray, dude. Okay. <laughs> like, there a lot of... I'll I'll show you guys after the pod, but she brought like another twenty five fucking Blu-rays that I had no idea even existed. In I don't know, man. All right, I'm interested to see what those are. Uh, wow, definitely on that quantity over quality at this point <laughs> to the max. I, I just want you to guys know brutal. to know that uh, where my priorities are because I haven't even finished my my work yet for today because I've been putting all the podcast stuff first. I haven't I haven't finished the photos; they're not uploaded. And well, they were supposed to be done at five, so it's good that you can do it in your sleep. Love you guys. Um, we, we appreciate <laughs> it. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah, we are talking about the secret life of Walter Mitty on this episode, um, and I believe, well, since this is John's picks, I uh, I believe you have a little trivia question for Nate and I to participate in uh, regarding the film. So excited to hear what this might be. You forgot, didn't you? Didn't I? I didn't. Uh, let me think of something. Okay, I got one, but it's just for Nate. You said I didn't, and then I'll think of something. It's just for Nate, okay? <laughs> no, because come on. That's not fair. All right, all right, all right. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. Let me, uh, Jesus Christ. Um, well, how about, like, how about think of one, and if you I'm just say gonna, it, and Spencer goes, oh, I know it, I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> um, let me, Jesus. Yikes. Ah, uh, jeez. Fuck. I gotta pull up the movie or something here. You guys haven't, like, memorized the trivia section, have you? I haven't even no. looked. Right, I haven't even cool. thought about the movie. Oh, that's not I almost said I haven't even watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I was almost like, yeah, I haven't even watched it. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. What are we talking um, about? <laughs> Imagine just Dude, ben Stiller's, <laughs> ben Stiller's picture on IMDb is he looks like he's standing there not ready for a picture. And that's the one they chose. Well, while you do that, I'm going to see if I can solve this Rubik's Cube I have a, that I've had I for got, 15 years. <laughs> John, if you don't John, if you don't have a trivia question for the episode because you were so busy with your um with your day today. Stephanie, um I do have a question that I could just ask you guys. Yeah, I mean, that I was going to ask during the episode at some point, but I could just make it it's not really a trivia question, but just a question. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Well, uh, because, yeah, we watched uh, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty on this okay. episode. Uh, this movie deals with a lot of daydreaming. This guy is kind of this ordinary guy who kind of wants to go off on and have a nice adventure. Um, so my question to you guys, and uh, I'll start with Nate. Um, yes. What do you think would uh-huh. be your, your Walter Mitty adventure here? Where do you think Man, you were like? That's a great question. Like, I'm just going to walk out of work right now. I'm going to go down to the airport. I'm going to buy a ticket right now and just go there for a week. What's your Walter Mitty adventure? Financial Jesus Christ. Financial means, just don't worry about that. That's all taken care of. It's a work expense, just in his regards. Just I'm going to space. This is where you want to go. No. Well, actually, no. I um, This one's kind of specific, but I watched like a 60 Minutes episode on it on YouTube. Um there's a place in Russia. It's up in the far, like, northeastern part, like, up in Siberia, where there's this small town that's only got, like, 50 people in it, and it's the it's got the lowest average yearly temperature in the world. Damn. And it's, like, 
like 17 degrees or something like that. Damn. Yeah. And they go into complete panic whenever it goes above that. Like whenever it's warm, they freak out. Like 20 degrees is warm to them. And so they like freak out and panic. But they like just live in ice shacks. And it, well, no, not just ice shacks. There's houses and stuff like that. But it's just a small, isolated village out there where it's just it's cold i, I kind of i'm used to the cold it's quiet uh john what would be what would be your Dang. walter Mitty adventure here you know i was thinking uh the great barrier reef just because i've always wanted to go to australia but i'm gonna is there no risk of death in this situation I like i won't die thought about that so i mean if your mind went there that's on you I was it's just life, I wanted dude. to know where in the world you would want to go for one week. That's all my I mean, that's I would love one week. Question is, I might just not just, I would just, just want to be death involved. I don't know, John. <laughs> it might be. be when people go here, they typically do get killed. Uh, suicide forest but in Japan. I want to go to North Sentinel Island off the coast of India. Oh my lord! Okay. This this place yeah. that has an estimated population of like thirty nine indigenous people that have. Yeah. Only been touched by like from you guys. My God, <laughs> <laughs> this place—it's it, only been contacted like it in the fir- in like the 1800s by the British people who basically just gave all these people smallpox and shit because they had no immunity to the diseases. And then they they have a three mile inclusion zone surrounded by the Indian Navy that doesn't let anybody in because these are just non contacted hostile native tribes. I want to go in there and fucking live with them for like a week, just John, to see what it's you- like to be a hunter gatherer psychopath. Because I think so you he got what he deserved. you just expect to show up and live with them for a week. I just want to hang and out be okay. and just eat like turtles off the beach and stuff like that. I'm saying in this... At least in mine this, was for peace. Yours was for fucking... Oh, I'm going to go to the most... I want to be a savage. The highest risk... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't lose, know. Lose-lose situation it. ever and last a week. Hey, you know what? More power to you. I'll pay for you a ticket. I'll pay for it. Thank you. Thank you. I'd have to definitely yeah. hurdle to go over a few hurdles to even have the opportunity to get close to that island. But I could just drop in off a helicopter like Walter Mitty with a drunk pilot. Um, Spencer, where would you go? Yeah. yeah well, I was like, I would just go to like Boston. Spencer's like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I'm I'd sh- go to Vegas. I'm shocked by those <laughs> answers because literally my answer is so stupid. I mean, well, I want to go to Lake Como in Italy. Like, it's so bad. Just bring me to Lake Como. Let me look at the mountains. Let me just kind of cross. Over Ooh, to Switzerland. I've never seen this place. Hell yeah. Is that like so. the biggest duck pond in the world or something? Dude, oh my god. I could think about that. so many ducks. Um, but Lake Como is just a beautiful place, and that is just like a dream to go there. Um, there is also an island in Japan that has just like millions of cats that are just roaming around. Okay. That sounds like more of an answer that like I was that's, expecting. That would be a good one. You. Like there's just so many cats. <laughs> And this like very little people. Like, <laughs> this place almost looks like Greece. A little bit. But yeah. better. They shot like, some smaller of the prequels, um, the Star Wars prequels in Lake Como. Um, but Makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, it's a gorgeous place. But um, yeah, before we uh, get into The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, uh, and before we do the little film intro here, uh, this episode is brought to you by Anchor. So I believe Nate is sitting by the fire. Way to tell you all about it. Hey Nate, hope you enjoyed your your whiskey, whiskey neat over there by the fire. Um, we don't burn you yourself. About, oh my God, <laughs> you like Walter Mitty? Yeah, you're good? sitting really guy, close. My God, dude. Guy, guys, I think I'm an alcoholic. 
I'm just huddled in the corner dude. with a jacket on. Dude, I couldn't figure out how to place the ad where I wanted to. Oh, I'll show you how to do it. So it's, you might have to show me how to do it's it. It's really easy. Um, Fucking genius over there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, for those of you listening that have uh, never heard of this movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, John, why don't you tell them a little bit about it? God, I would love to. Well, it is a Ben Stiller directed and acted film from 2013. Um, he also directed The Cable Guy, Tropic Thunder, Zoolander, Severance. I didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, Adam dude, Scott he directed it, of course. Yeah. Like, all of it? He directed most of it. Um, yeah, it has Ben Stiller, Kristen Wiig, Adam Scott, Catherine Hahn. Forgot she was in this. Uh, Shirley MacLaine, and of course Sean Penn, basically playing himself in this film. Um, and the logline here, if you didn't know, when both he and a colleague are about to lose their job, Walter takes action by embarking on an adventure more extraordinary than anything he ever imagined. Has a 7.3 on IMDb, a 52% critical, and a 71% audience on Rotten Tomatoes, a 4.2 on Letterboxd. No, um, that's not true at all. It has like a 3.6. <laughs> Very Sorry, true. that was... Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I was like, 4.2? That's actually kind of high. No, that was the internal sunshine of the spotless mind letterbox grade. Um, it actually has a five. Go, ch- is a, go check out that episode. Is a lot lower. <laughs> Whoopsies. Um, well, it it does have a semi-positive audience score. I'll give it that. Yeah, seventy one percent. That's not bad. But uh, why did you why did you pick this movie for this episode here? You know, it's it's a film that I remember back in 2013 when you and I were really invested in our film reviews. Um, We even did some trailer reactions, and this was one of the few videos where we did a trailer reaction, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. M-I-T-T-Y. I think it got like 40,000 views. That was like the best moment of our entire lives at that point, I think, for Spencer and I. I remember we went to see The Wolverine, (laughs) which is the one where he's in Japan, and the trailer yes. right before the movie started was this movie that looked crazy good, and it was this. We were like, "What's this?" Committee. And we were like, literally, like, "Whoa! Like, what? What was that? That was awesome!" And so we went back Ooh. after the movie, and we tried to find the trailer online, and it wasn't anywhere to be found. So we made a trailer reaction video. So at one point, when you Googled this movie, we were the it only was just our video people right? that showed up on Google. <laughs> our stupid little shocked face where we photoshopped Ben Stiller on one of our shoulders from Eat the Fockers. And so like, we were like, <laughs> and so all of a sudden it got like 40,000 views. And I, I didn't know what the title was because I kept on saying The Secret Life of Walter Mitley. And people are like, it's Mitty, you fucking stupid loser. I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't know. Um, but I yeah, remember that someone was called me the videos, uh, first videos that went like, like semi viral for us, which was hilarious. Yeah, but people like to say some mean shit and also spoil Thor in our movie reviews on oh, our I, videos. Yeah, whenever there was a Marvel yeah. movie that came out, like uh, three days before, we were to get bombarded with like DMs and comments of people who saw it overseas that just spoiled the whole movie for us. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> great like so. they spoiled emma stone getting killed stuff like yep. that yep so um oh, was anyway sorry said. but yeah. yeah i i saw this in 2013 um at one of our local theaters that spencer and i worked at i'm actually wearing my uniform right now um that my mom just gave to me in a suitcase but i brought her to see this and i i was so hyped for this movie because i think it might be one of the best trailers i've ever seen like at that at least at that time the trailer was just yeah, we so it. upbeat and lighthearted, cinematically beautiful, and this movie has probably one of the best soundtracks I've I've heard over the last ten years. So it really wanted to get you in the door to see the movie, um, and I wanted to like it so much. And I do remember liking it quite a bit. I think it was in my top ten of that year, 
And that's saying a lot because I saw 141 films in 2013. <laughs> yeah, you went through um, a phase. I that was that was my year off phase, so I literally had nothing else to do, and I made I, I watched a lot of movies that year. But I echo <laughs> what you just said. Isn't like I remember having the craziest expectations for this movie and thinking that this yeah. was going to be like my favorite movie of the year because we loved the trailer so much. Uh, we were mocked online because of how much we loved the movie. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. went into this movie thinking that, like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. And then I remember walking out of the theater and being pretty disappointed and just kind of being like, I didn't, it just didn't land for me. Like, I, I, I wanted yeah. to like it so much and it, I just didn't. And I tried to rewatch it like a year later with some, uh, with some friends and I think, um, some family members. And they just were not feeling it either, and I just was like, "Okay, I just, I'm just not really into this movie." So when you picked it, I was like, "Okay, this is one that I have been wanting to revisit for a very long time." And Nate over there, Nate hadn't seen it, never <laughs> seen this movie, and I feel like John has been like heckling you to to check it out. Has he not? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the years, I'm like, I wake up every Secret morning, morning and I have man. a text message. Yep, and that's what it says. <laughs> just, yep, that's yeah. all it says. Yeah. I actually have it on a on a timer, so I don't even personally send it anymore. It just automatically sends every day at six a.m. Yeah. Hey man, do you that's watch okay. Walter I've stopped. I've stopped looking at him. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, I'm actually years. blocked. Um, but <laughs> yep. Basically, so these years aren't that big. I'm definitely. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. I'm just—it's just been one of those movies where I've heard the title, I knew nothing about it really. Well, I knew what it was about, of course, but sure. I didn't. It's Ben Stiller with a suitcase. all the pieces together. All right, or Ben it's... Stiller with a briefcase is the whole movie. Not uh, basically. And yeah. when we were doing our and Stretch Armstrong, our collector's corner <laughs> preview, yeah. and this was the movie that ended up being chosen. You were not looking forward to it. You were very, uh, you were kind of moping over there, little a couple of wines. So yeah. I definitely, yeah, that's kind of a, you know, I I do my thing. You know, you know I like it. I like it because it it, it adds a little. Uh, At least little you're honest. Drama, a little conflict to the uh, the episode. So um, I'll start with you, but I want you to, before you get into your overall thoughts and and opinions on this movie, I want you to describe this movie in one word. Skateboard. Helpful. 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 Okay. All right. Mm. Well, elaborate. That gives me a sense that. that maybe you were inspired a little bit. Or maybe, or maybe, can I change my yeah, word? Is it more negative now? No. Hopeful. Hopeful. Okay. What was the first word you said? Helpful. Helpful. I'm like, those. that sounds like the same word. I like it. Yeah, no. I like hopeful. Okay. Helpful to hopeful. hopeful. All right. So you weren't really looking forward to this movie. So when you put this on... And you were watching this movie and it ended. How'd you feel? After the movie was done, I was like, this was really good. Not amazing. Like, I don't see myself like rewatching it anytime soon. But I had a good time while it was going. There was there was one scene that I just I related to so well that just is like each time we've watched a movie, there's like scenes that stand out. This one stands out a lot because it's just it felt really real, and I related to it a lot. But this movie is also another word I was thinking of was unique. Um, it was just Sean Penn looking through the camera at the snow leopard. It's the best scene in the movie, man. When are you going to take it? Sometimes I don't. If I like a moment, I mean me, 
personally. I don't like to have the distraction of the camera. want to stay in it. Stay in it? Yeah, right there. Right here. It just spoke out for her. It was like, just go experience things. And he just said it so... It just felt so real. I just, I can't believe totally. it. Yeah. I actually have that exact quote written down right here. If you want to because I'll, I'll bring you just, back to in, that moment. In previous episodes, John has mentioned <laughs> this scene so many times. And I have. It's, a, it's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, John, you've always said something along the lines. It's like, hey, man, sometimes in life, you just don't take the picture. Sean Penn, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Mm-hmm. Like, you just always ran yeah. and say that. <laughs> it's just like, okay. Well, and it's, it's, it's a great so message. relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because sure. I... Like, like when I go places, sure, I'll take pictures of things, but I'm more of a, oh, let's go see the sights and I can visually just Live kind it. of and physically be there. Yeah. Like I went to the Mayan ruins in Mexico. Oh, cool. And like I took, I took like the stereotypical photos, but just like one or two. And then I just was like, the same way. Yeah, exactly. Walking around, walk, touching things and being like, holy cow. Like invigorate your senses, this? man. Five yeah, gum. and just and the way he was just like he looks at it, the perfect photo, and you just see it, kind of just in his eyes. He's just like, yeah, things that are beautiful don't need to be looked at or don't want to be looked. Don't at Don't ask for attention. No, I mean, the, yeah, definitely. With and so the, the strong messages of just yeah, like enjoy the the, the moments and don't let the camera be uh, a distraction, which is funny because. Uh, we're photographers <laughs> we always yeah. like, get caught up in the moment of like oh my god this moment's so cool i need to capture it at, like in the most like epic way possible but sometimes it is nice to just to sit back and just enjoy it and just live it and just be in the moment uh so but adam scott pissed me off oh, of course i hated him yeah, that's what he does best <laughs> and, man he oh really is good god. at that playing that character <laughs> And his stupid fake beard. It it couldn't have been real. I mean, that beard was just so awful. It was so bad. It was so bad. Um, It was different color. What was the joke that Ben Stiller imagined saying where he's like, Gandalf has a beard, but you shouldn't, or something like that. Gandalf wears a well. Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't. Um, Yeah. And then he's just like, hello, hello. All right. So I'm gathering that that you like the movie. Um, Obviously, it's not like the best Eh. movie of all time or anything, as um, would be crazy expectations there. But, John, on this, uh, I mean, you've seen this movie, what? Twice now? Three times? I gotta say, dude, I think this might only be the second time. I may have watched it. I, at one you point, because on I've had this Blu-ray or something, didn't pay attention. That's that's a big possibility, <laughs> okay. honestly. Um, that sounds about you right. You look up and you've got like sweat and stuff all over <laughs> God, your mouth, Jesus. and you look over and he's just. <laughs> well, it wasn't sweat, but yeah, there was uh, a lot of stuff over my mouth. But um, uh, uh, but yeah, no, this is definitely my second time watching it too. But on your rewatch of this movie, because you had it so highly regarded and it was in your top ten out of 140 yeah. something movies of that year. Uh, did, it hold, yeah. did it hold up on this rewatch? Uh, what'd you think? I think it. the experience was just about exactly what I expected it to be. Um, I knew revisiting this film nine years later in 2022, it was came out in 2013, that I think I was going to appreciate the messages even more because life experience, just we talked about this last episode with Eternal Sunshine where 
you watch this movie later on in your life and you kind of relate to these older characters that have been through trauma and stuff more so. Um, but looking at Ben Stiller as this character who's worked at Life Magazine for 16 years, basically in the basement processing photos, as this mundane guy that just keeps track of all of his finances and tries to take care of his family and his mom and his piano after dealing with his dad's death, um, as just like a very paint-by-numbers, rinse-and-repeat kind of lifestyle. And the whole the whole idea of just getting out there, living your life, adventuring... That shot of that Sean Penn as the photos, like being like, "Hey man, come on now," it's like slow motion. It's just, and then he gives like the slightest little nod that he possibly can. He's like, and he, he's almost not even a nod. It's just like, eh. and then he's off, you know. <laughs> and it's it's, and these are all the shots from the trailer too, where it's they. That's why the trailer's so fucking good. It's like every great shot from the movie is in that trailer to like a super upbeat, empowering Monsters and Men song, and you're like, fuck yes. I want to go so bad and hang out with Ben Stiller, be Ben Stiller. But the movie has its flaws. It does. And I'm willing to admit that because I wanted to like this movie so much. And I think maybe in our initial review, I just didn't talk about those issues. But I think the first two acts of this movie do struggle to get their footing. Yes. Until the third act is really, really good, in my opinion. I 100% agree. Because, yeah, on this rewatch, I was really curious to to see where it was going to land on if I liked it a lot more than I previously did or if I liked it less. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was curious to see just, yeah, like if the comedy was going to land for me, like if the dramatic moments were going to be the same. Because I didn't remember a lot of the plot details. Like there were a few things that I was actually pleasantly surprised by that we'll get into. But for the most part, yeah, like the first act is really awkward and it's kind of a tonal mess like you don't really know what the movie is trying to be because it has this very like serious tone for the most part like in the first act and then it goes to this like outlandish cartoony daydreamy scenes that are so over yeah. the top like the stretch armstrong stuff <laughs> was like he turns into like the the peter what? griffin versus the chicken scene i'm like this has to be the inspiration is when he's fighting adam scott for stretch armstrong and they're like surfing through the streets of new york on like a just a a piece of like that was when i was like okay i get your daydreaming but it was entertaining but that was far ridiculous like it was just completely uh, like i appreciate the effort but it didn't need to go that hard but like (laughs) what i did like about it too though is it did kind of remind me of like a scott pilgrim type of sequence and then nate like what do you think about that whole benjamin button scene Oh I completely I forgot. forgot. They, were, totally they forgot. did it complete. Well, first of all, they got it wrong. If he's, it's the opposite, isn't it? Well, I like it because in the movie himself, he's like, I, I don't know, I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> and so it just immediately yeah, cuts that's right. to like the Family Guy cutaway but, scene. Uh, it, it was campy looking, but I was like, you oh, know, whatever. Like I'm, I try to immerse myself in the movie, so I was just like, eh, it's, I do it give it is what it is. I, I gotta say though, it makes sense because like the first two acts of the movie. There's a lot of daydreaming, right? And it's like he hasn't lived his life, so his daydreams are so out there. And then once the movie progresses and he's actually living his life, the daydreams stop. Exactly. And then it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they like, blend. It makes they sense like, because yeah. he just has – he's spent 16 years working for Life Magazine in a basement. So these fantasies are so ridiculous that his mind is just dreamlike mm-hmm. at that point. 
So it might be a little campy and weird, but I totally it, it does make sense. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, because yeah, as he finally does go off and live his life and go on on and have this adventure, uh, the daydream seems like a person again. Completely stop. Yeah, exactly. But the first yeah. twenty five to maybe thirty minutes, like there's just an abundance amount of daydreaming sequences that are just so like what so like it is jarring mm-hmm. especially for like an audience Major member Tom. to go into it just be like whoa what the fuck because uh, some of it doesn't really work but like, i do respect that the movie <laughs> did have the balls to kind of be this ambitious and, and, and to attempt that but then it does transition to when he finally does go off and have this adventure it becomes a whole different movie and it's a movie that i love and so it is like kind of like a, a mixed mess in a way so like I totally see like the whole 52% and I also have a theory in a sense that this movie could be divided as well because I think this movie is really made for introverts and I think we all are in our sense are kind of introverted and so like yeah. it kind of appeals <laughs> to like us in a way because I mean we can get stuck in our day-to-day like routines and stuff and and kind of like, always daydream about like oh like what if we went and did this huh. and did that like I do it all the fucking time so it, it does happen for sure. We can get stuck like that. And it, I like that the message of the movie is to just push past that, even if it's just occasion and just kind of once in a while, go do something for yourself, like either big or small, just go do something to, to clear your spirit just a little bit more. And I, I like the message of the movie and watching this movie 10 years later, I can appreciate that message way more than when I was younger and just thought I could do anything. So what john yeah at the time when you were 16 you're probably like yeah i could do that and then you turn into an adult and you're like when do i have time to even right. do that let alone watch this film to begin with um but dude i think all of us like i i have a couple friends that have like a separate instagram account where it's just all the countries they've traveled to and it's just photos of all their like vacations and, st- and adventures and shit and i'm like when how how are you able to do that and i guess this movie is just like Walter Mitty gets his pension, and he's just like, eh, fuck it, dude. And I, I totally get it as, like, take advantage of the time. It's Your life is about experiences and moments and memories. And I, I totally agree with that philosophy, especially as a pretty introverted person. Um, I like to think of myself, like, right in the middle, where it depends on the day, but um, I don't like to have plans, I guess. Like, I like to just decide based on how I feel in that moment, but... I like plans. <laughs> you like plans? Yeah. I, but it is good to have some stuff to look forward to as well, but I don't like when other people I couldn't make plans for me. <laughs> that helps. That definitely helps. Yeah. I could follow... I can, I'll follow plans, but I'm just like, yeah, if we're all just sitting around and it's like, you know what? I'm feeling like a Popeye's chicken sandwich <laughs> and then maybe go to Bull Moose or something. It's like, okay. But see, those are like... Those are like somewhat introverted plans. That's not like... <laughs> All right, let's go to like the Great Wall of China, or I don't know, just something crazy. <laughs> okay, oh, oh the, the actual like for me, I immediately thought of the buffet, the the Great Wall of China. <laughs> the, the, uh, I didn't think of the country, actual place, China buffet the, in Bangor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's like that's the same thing as going to Popeyes or Bull Moose. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I, what do you guys? I gotta ask because this is one of the things I totally forgot about the movie, and it like takes you out of every scene is when this dude from eHarmony calls him and is like, hey, man, I'm um, just checking to see how you're doing. And, uh, your profile's not getting any hits. He's like, have you guys have you done anything? He's like, well, I went to Phoenix, and 
I went through this other city, but I was just because I was on my way to Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> and then because his life is so boring, and it, I, I actually think it does kind of work because when all said and done, it does tie everything together, so and you, it ends up being kind of funny you, when he's you, like you, on a. I thought it worked when you meet him. Exactly. Yeah. When I saw Todd, him, when I was Todd. like, yeah. Yes, I'm like that's him. One hundred percent. Because when yeah. when you were, when you brought this up, it sounded like it was a negative, but it it wouldn't have worked if it, he didn't show up to bail him out in like exactly. Afghanistan, and they finally like because I forgot have a conversation. Yeah, too. I'm like, who lives in L.A.? I, I actually like, really like it yeah. too. The relationship too, because uh, when he's like trying to get answers out of him at the beginning, he's like, oh, like you left a lot of things blank. Like, have you? He's like, oh, well, I haven't really done anything like noteworthy or interesting. And I actually like that daydream sequence when he jumps and saves that cat, and then Kristen Wiig is like, "Oh God, you're noteworthy." <laughs> yeah, right. It was funny. <laughs> I kind of chuckled at that, but uh, that I, I liked it later on in the movie when Todd just keeps calling him back, and then he answers. He's like, "Hey, Todd, sorry. Like, I just jumped out of a helicopter into a boat, and then now I'm like running into a volcano. Like, I can't really talk right now." He's like, "What? Oh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> like, sure. Cool. Let me add that to your profile. <laughs> Sounds good. Your yeah. profile's getting a ton yeah, of hits. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, it did work uh, on this rewatch for me at least because at the beginning when he kept calling, like at least for the second time, I'm like, "Oh, how is this going to get annoying?" But it it ended up paying off. I thought, but and I like yeah. that with the cast. I mean, Patton Oswalt. I mean, he's he's a great little. You kind of forget character. it's coming. Yeah. Pat Oswald is awesome, but you, you do forget like it, they they pace it out enough where you're like, wait, who is calling him? Oh yeah, it's this it's fucking Todd again for me harmony. <laughs> it's so weird. But, so, um, I I do love the scene. Just we can stop talking about Todd, but the scene when they're at Cinnabon and he looks at him and he's like, God, you're not what I expected at all because he's just come back from going to a freaking volcano and running from an eruption and he looks so weathered and he's like tan with like a a ratty beard and stuff and it's just. He's he's fully like the character arc is is fully realized at that point, um, and that's that's one of the biggest positives I can say is they do the character arc justice in this movie for Ben Stiller. And uh, oh, Ben Stiller! And the big mystery surrounding this movie is trying to find negative twenty five, the photo that Sean Penn sends to Ben Stiller. I completely Dude, like, forgot. First of all, what negative twenty five was? So the reveal at the end, honestly, was a surprise to me. Cause I completely me forgot, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, that was a very touching moment that I actually really liked." And then it was very cliche too, and and very formulaic and cheesy, but I I still really liked it. It, it worked exactly. It worked, and then um, I also kind of forgot about the piano reveal, and like when he had those images to try to like backtrack where the photographer could be like he had this like curved architecture structure he had a thumb and he ends up like obviously tracking down all of them giving the course because it's the movie yeah. but like i forgot about That's like the, the yeah. mother and the piano and then obviously like the reveal of the wallet i mean it was all it does have some good really side plots that actually are like kind of heartwarming yeah. especially with the mom i, I gasped That's what, I was curious she, uh, about. You, what do you think about it, that scene like when he tosses it I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. But then when Sean Penn just goes, it was in your wallet. I went, oh. yeah, you're sitting on it. But then I'm, I'm then I'm sitting there thinking, it's a movie. The movie might go. I'm, well, no, I'm think. Well, because it's a movie, I'm thinking, oh, they might go the way where oh, you don't really need to see number twenty five mm-hmm. because that's not the point. Blah 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 blah. But then when they were just walking and the mom goes, 
oh, where's your wallet? And he goes, oh, I threw it away. And she goes, oh, it's, it's right here. And I'm like, oh. She's like, I keep all your gonna... little trink- trinkets or something. Like, she's like the perfect yeah. mom. Yeah. And and then when he gives it to Adam Scott's character and he does that, that scene was great. Where he just rips him apart and just, like, doesn't even phase him. Where he's like, what, I didn't, what's I didn't the... know if we were going to see the photo. And yeah. I was like, I kind of want to see the photo. But then the way they reveal it was really cool. Right, because I... I... And I totally... Sorry, I I just love that scene too, where he was he was so bummed that he lost the photo and wasn't gonna see it. But Sean Penn like was just kind of so nonchalant, was just like, "Oh man, bummer." Well, I'm gonna not take this beautiful photo of this snow leopard, and I'm gonna go kick the soccer ball with these foreigner kids. Want to come? Because it's gonna be odd numbered if you don't join. <laughs> like he just moved on immediately yeah. too, and that's just kind of like also just another kind of on the nose message on life. It's just like just move on, like just oh, well. suck it up, yeah. move on, get through it. It's the only way you can. And then I love that he finally does find it in the wallet. And then he just runs into the, the office, throws it down. And he's like, do you even know life's motto? I'm <laughs> loving it. Has no idea. No, that's McDonald's. Exactly. He's, and then, <laughs> which is just like the dry comedy of the film too. Which is like, that's perfect. And then I he gets that. into the elevator with his colleague and the colleague's like, oh, well, that's what, a good what moment. Was the, uh, what was the negative? He's like, I don't even look. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, Walter, you were a great boss. He's like, thanks. Like, it was just such a great moment. Yeah, exactly. I love that yeah. moment, too. And then, obviously, the reveal at the end was beautiful. I mean, it was Walter Mitty with his little spectacles looking at an image because it was all about, like, the man behind all of these beautiful images that have gone all around the world. And it's just this ordinary guy that is at this photo lab. And it's just, it's a nice little message. But you describing that moment like actually just, just gave me goosebumps. Because, like, that moment is so good. And I hate that. That feels embarrassing to say that. But that moment's so good. Yeah. It's like the culmination of all these people that got laid off. But it's, it's cheesy. It's, just, it's it's very cheesy and, and, and corny. Yeah, but it, it, is. It, it It does. But it's it, done it well. That's the thing. Like, in a Yeah. It's inspiring. And it, it's just, it feels like the right thing to do. And, and I guess it shows that Adam Scott character, even though you don't see it happen, does have some humanity. Because he, he went through with it and, and, and made the last issue... Uh, testament to the people behind the magazine um yeah what do you guys think of uh because there were a lot of people considered to act in this film what do you guys think of ben stiller's performance at times i have a hard time just buying ben stiller as characters i mean besides when he does zoolander Because he's just so like comedy and films. very over the top and it's whatever. And yeah, exactly. Like that's it's stupid. It's funny. It's it's self aware. But like him playing real characters, I sometimes have a hard time seeing it because of yeah, all of his comedic backgrounds. But behind the lens, like him directing this movie, he does oh, so have good, a man. very interesting visual style and he does have a very cinematic eye. Especially when he goes to Iceland and you get to see those beautiful scenic shots and I mean obviously it was all on location and they did as much as they could practically as they possibly could I mean even with him jumping out of the helicopter into the oceans a mile out into sea I mean that was all real besides the stupid fucking CGI shark that I hated hated it so much it was so stupid <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was funny I, I thought it was fake I like just the kinda... go, like there's a poor boss like watch out poor boss what is a poor boss oh it's a shark <laughs> it's just like that was yeah. that was okay but the CGI shark. I was like, "Fuck you!" I hate that. But anyway, I like the whole interaction on the fishing vessel because there's a lot of like good like one-on-one moments in this movie. But, like him and Sean Penn and him with the the people on the boat. 
Um, just as he's trying to like figure out the mystery and go through all the clues that Sean Penn kind of left behind. And then like even the one when he meets the the drunk karaoke singer pilot in the bar, and then they kind of have their interaction. I think this movie does that does that pretty well. There's just a lot of good character moments as he goes on his journey trying to find but Sean Penn. Him him directing this movie, I think to keep it the same, but another person playing Walter Mitty, that's what I I was kinda curious when I was watching this movie. I was mm-hmm. kinda thinking about it. But I am having a hard time trying to different cast movie if it's that role because I do think Ben Stiller like I do like Ben Stiller. Owen know. Wilson. Yeah. He was considered. Okay. Will Farrell was considered. Owen Wilson uh, was considered. It's just all the you know any Owen generic Wilson. actor that you can think of definitely was considered probably. Yeah. It's not um, like an Oscar worthy role or anything, but no. You just kinda need like an ordinary guy do something. That's kinda what Ben Stiller different. is. Yeah. He's just a, a, he's just a dude. <laughs> like, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably if he didn't dress like an asshole and like go into a film premiere. Um <laughs> Uh, but what I did like with this like movie, ratty though, T-shirt um, is that this character there were so many chances or opportunities I I feel like with the story that they, they could have gone way more depressing and they, I like that they remained very kind of optimistic and they didn't necessarily make him a depressed guy it was just more of a kind of like a gray mundane kind of guy Monotone, just with the, yeah. a thrill seeking bone in his body. Um, so yeah. I like that they didn't make it like very depressing and and over dramatic in, in a sense. They they kept it very light and uh, he's not sad. Be, exactly, he he's not sad. He just he wants adventure, and I like that yeah. that message of, of the movie as well because they could have gone elsewhere, but I'm glad they didn't. But one of my other kind of main flaws I think with this movie, and especially on this rewatch, is. I do think that the love story is very one note with uh, Kristen Wiig. It's just like she's forced to like him just because of the movie made it so. And I, like I, the scene where she's on the phone with him, she's like, "Oh my god, it's it's Walter." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I don't know exactly, but like I feel like so the it's kind of forced. Messages of the film could have been achieved without that love story because the love story I felt like it, it was a little one note. It was very formulaic. You could see everything kind of coming, even with the husband entering the door reveal like i still yeah, was like nah, sure. i'm not buying everything here but uh yeah in, in a way like didn't yeah i don't think it was needed but uh i get why they they included it i mean kristen wig is made him look more like a superhero yeah like mm-hmm. oh i just got the girl, the girl and sure. i'm yeah it's part of every like fantasy type that you could think of just oh my god i'm gonna go do these amazing things and then i get the gorgeous girl and blah 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 i just kristen wig yeah she's just very it was oh, hi i'm 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 naturally funny but i'm just playing it back and just trying to be normal yeah it wasn't like the fortunately like it wasn't the central storyline it wasn't a love story it was about him adventuring and opening up to the world and you know living life so i'm glad that it was more love of angle a, yeah it's it's part of it but it's not it's not the central purpose of the film it's yeah. it's, it's more of a side plot um like because they're just like he hold like they, they hold hands in the final scene like they're it's like just beginning <laughs> oh they're I going guess. home oh, and sure. yeah. Jeez, they're definitely about to bang but, the cover and i actually did really like that <laughs> uh dialogue exchange where 
they're walking away and she's like should we go back and, and buy a copy and he's like oh uh, no it's okay I'll, I'm probably gonna go do it later like I'm just trying to be cool about it right now but I, I am freaking out inside yeah yeah <laughs> like, uh, I, I'm really <laughs> excited good. but I'm just you know it's like yeah uh, that was dude the only downside away. was my fucking my blu-ray glitched out a few times which Ooh. they always say man they don't glitch out but this disc is you know it's nine years old now so and it's been sitting in here it's been shipped here and there which is funny um, yeah um because I it, it it skipped a few times, including that final scene as they were walking away. It, it froze, and then it was all of a sudden the credits and Monsters and Men blaring on the soundbar. Speaking <laughs> of, because yeah, I uh, I I definitely bought this movie a while ago, but um, I feel like it just got lost. Someone in college maybe borrowed it and never returned it. Yep. Because I I searched high and low throughout my collection for this movie when I went to go watch it, and I couldn't find it. So I went to Bull Moose the next day. I bought it for six bucks, but they had a different copy there where it was Ben Stiller standing like on a shark with like a little briefcase, like looking up. What? I'm like, oh, that's a different oh. edition, and it was like fifteen dollars compared to six dollars. I'm like, <laughs> why? So I opened it up, and it's because it included the uh, the score, like the CD for the uh, the soundtrack. Oh. So uh, I was okay. like, well, interesting, hmm. but I just recently got a new car, uh, so I literally, I put the, both movies back, went out to my car, and checked to see if I even had a CD player in my car, and I don't. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, oh, well, why would I even <laughs> think about buying this then? So I just bought the $6 version, <laughs> and then watched it when I got back, but uh, it looked amazing. The Blu-ray was was gorgeous, I mean... It does look And really I, good, I did yeah. like how, once he goes off on his adventure, the... The colors get a little more vivid. The, the contrast kind of changes. It become the colors pop a lot more oh my because gosh. he's experiencing life a little bit more. And I, I did like that the movie did kind of include those little subtle, if not, I don't know, they're not too subtle. But. It's subtle, yeah. The <laughs> subtle increase in in color vibrance of the movie because his life gets more vibrant. Yeah, they absolutely do that. Especially, dude, the scene where he's. Like, we're introduced to how he, he was into skateboarding and his dad passed away and then he just kind of started to live this mundane life because he felt like that's what he had to do. Um, and then he gets that longboard from that kid, gives him Stretch Armstrong, and it's one of the coolest scenes is when he straps these rocks to his palms and just glides down that hill. It was like the best moment of his entire fucking life, you know? Like, he was a kid again in that moment. And cinematically, that scene is so beautiful. How about that fucking soundtrack, though? I mean, the soundtrack is, to me, just so good. It's a, it's it's Monsters and Men. Jose Gonzalez did, like, the Stay Alive, which is, I think, the, the song that plays right when the credits start to run, where it's like, oh, how does it go? Uh, I will stay with you I don't know. Fuck. But it's it's really good. No, it's... Duh, duh, duh. Fuck! Well, he ben Stiller hired the, him because he loves his voice, and I guess when he comes up with his music and his melodies, he hums, and throughout the movie, he hums the soundtrack a lot, uh, and I guess hmm. Ben Stiller really hmm. liked that, Like, and he kind of thought that that humming and even the voice as he finally he's singing like, songs in the end of the movie, like he thought that Jose Gonzalez's voice could basically echo Walter Mitty's voice so like the humming and the voice all is kind of in reference and it's supposed to be Walter Mitty in a sense 
So that was only in the special features. That's what Ben Stiller said. But uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit. And now reflecting on the movie after watching it, it kind of makes sense. But the score is great. I remember listening to it all the time when it first came out. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just inspiring. I still do sometimes. I forgot about some of the songs and how much I like them. But sure, uh, like the trailer, I think, is to Dirty Paws, the Monsters and Men Dirty Paws song, which is like if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it still doesn't make sense. No, no but one it, of Monsters it, and Men songs makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I think they just put like a bunch of random words in like a, a randomizer on a website, and then they just play some music. And then they to just it. scream That's "Hey!" Seems like all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. This is music now. Um, no, it's uh, it's it's a bunch of uh, hipsters with a banjo that just scream "Hey!" into a microphone <laughs> at, a, at a bar. Yeah. yeah, but it works, and you can make really cool montages. Toss them the Grammys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's a Grammy. Here's a Grammy. Um, no, it's a uh, it's a super enjoyable film. Nate, what are your final thoughts on this one, man? It it was it was a good time. I had some fun. Um, little over the top in some points where I was like, okay, now it's starting to like get on camp, like with the shark. But it was it was funny how they reacted because yeah, the porpoise, the porpoise. Oh nope, it's a shark. Okay, let's let's go get this. Um, but it really, I really wanted some of that like mandarin cake that looked really good. It, it looked really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the whole warlords thing, that was kind of funny. They were just these guys on horses in the Himalayas, just like, (laughs) oh, cake? Go ahead. And the fact that he had to hike up himself at one point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're supposed to have a Sherpa with you, like, if you're going. But... Did you like that scene of them pointing? Where, like, no, you, you go, no, we go down, and then you go. That was great. Yeah, that was funny. No dialogue, no nothing. Mm -hmm. Um... But no, this it was a fun time. Um, wasn't perfect, but I'll give it a solid four out of five. Oh um, wow, that's okay. That's just like wow. it was. It was. It was fun. I I didn't like Adam Scott, but I guess his point was so that you didn't like him, and he just did a good job at it. And it's that type of humor where I'm just like, this is funny. Okay, it's a little too much. Just the whole hey, what did I tell you? What's the next thing? Next time I see you. When I next time I see you. Yep. What did I tell you I'm gonna do? Huh? What? Yeah, he was a picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He was almost like was part like, of the. Right. He was almost such a character that he was just very much part of the daydream. Like it really, he wasn't like a. He real was just person. an over the top executive. Yeah. In his life, yeah. That's what it felt but, like. Wow, four out of five. That's that's higher than I. I mean, from last week. And Kristen did Wiig didn't him. help. No. Exactly. I mean, uh, well, eh, she was fine. Didn't need her, but it, I'll always, I'm always happy to see her when she's on the screen. She's hard to hate. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, she's a riot. Like yeah. her Mad Libs with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Some some of the videos that make me cry. Oh, just laughing. Legend. So bad. Yep. Ducky. Oh yeah. So two out of two out of five. <laughs> two out of five. All right, Ducky. What yep. about you, buddy? All right, yeah. Wow. Third time Four. watch or four, second and a half, two and a half times watch maybe? This, I would say this is my second time watch. I still will agree that the first act is a bit painful to get through. <laughs> it wasn't, it's it, it's very indulgent on the in the cringe level. It, it does contain some of the cheesiest, corniest, 
cliche, familiar tropes that you see in so many movies, but I do really think that Ben Stiller is a very detailed director, and I like his visual style, and I do think that the messages kind of overpower the, the flaws. I, I really do enjoy this movie quite a bit, and I looked on Letterboxd because I was curious to see what I gave it um, back then. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I gave it a three out of five. Oh, wow, a three. So it was, it was fresh. Mm-hmm. It was fine. So you were honest. You were really honest with yourself. As I was watching this movie and, and doing my notes, I wrote down at the end of the movie, four out of five. Hmm. It bumped up Ooh. a full letter grade. So uh, I matched Nate's four out of five. I, I instantly, at the end of this movie, wrote down four out of five. I was like, okay, I, I really do appreciate this movie. I will... I like Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I will accept the flaws and love it for who it is. And that's this movie. So, All right. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, what I say every time I get a Big true. Mac. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Enjoy those moments. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we just got to adventure and, and say, fuck it, man. And that sometimes that's just eating a Big Mac. You know, it could be the smallest of adventures and that's okay. Yep. Um, just enjoy the moment and just yeah, that's what, watch it happen. That's what Walter Mitty and Sean Penn want you to do. Just sometimes just risk it for the biscuit. I, I do got to say, though, um, but, I love the fucking sequence when Ben Stiller finally gets down to the village that he wants to get to, that like, the volcano is about to erupt, and then the guy chases him down. He's like, no, 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 no eruption, eruption. And then he's like, what? And he looks Erection. up, and then he just sees... Sean Penn just mounted to the top of that fucking plane and like, the score shit. that plays too. It's like <laughs> just like he's like Sean. I was like <laughs> he's no just going way. into the volcano. It's like oh my god, fucking badass. Anyway, the first shot you see of him is him riding on an airplane into yeah. an erupting volcano. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So for me, this Damn. movie it's it's super hard to hate on this, and I think watching it a second time around, I absolutely noticed the flaws with just the the slapstick comedy and kind of just the silly aspects of the uh the daydreams in the beginning of the film i think that i can totally understand people who don't have the ties to this movie that we did like we were super hyped going in and i think we just no matter what we were like oh we're gonna like this no matter what but people who know nothing of the movie sit down and watch it they're probably going to be repelled by the the strange nature of the comedy and just the quirky aspects of the movie it's just it's not what you expect it's 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 not your typical movie um but for me i still really really liked it and i gave this a four and a half out of five last time around like i checked my letterbox i actually brought my grade down a little bit um and i i wish you know I, this isn't just for the content but i gave this a four out of five you <laughs> i'm dead so, serious so let's how right, many so, <laughs> this movie did come out in 2013 13 okay push-ups? so 13 push-ups okay let's do it right. uh, but it yeah, also has a 55 percent of runs up God, that's the most I've worked out all week I right s- there. Um, I just screamed Kristen Wiig. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> um, 
I think I shit my pants. <laughs> you really gotta. I saw a TikTok today. You really want to keep your arms perpendicular with the floor. <laughs> Put it out, like you oh, could God, really hurt your your elbows. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's just such a feel good movie. I can't hate on it. It's so hard for me to be <laughs> mad. <laughs> Oh. It's just I didn't really finish my overall thoughts. But uh, Sean, uh, Sean Penn on strapped to a plane, flying in a volcano, erupting. He's got some cool like <laughs> sunglasses that he pulls off. His face is all beat red and like kind of like a jolly old Santa Claus. And he's like, Walter, yeah, come on, seriously? take a seat. And he's like, right. seriously, yeah. <laughs> that was a really, really bad thing to do. How could you do that? You need to. This is a very. That's a very valuable photo how could you put it in a wallet like that that's dumb secret life for walter mitty beautiful things don't ask for attention i don't quite agree with that quote i feel like a lot of quote-unquote beautiful things are begging for attention these days um so i don't know if that really stands the charlie jordan All right. right. Yeah. Well, that was our episode on The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. If you have an HBO Max subscription, you can go and watch this movie right now. Um, but if you made it this far into the episode, chances are you've already seen this movie or you just don't give a fuck and we just spoiled it all for you. But that Are you being held against your will and forced to listen to our podcast? Quite possibly, because a lot of people are listening to Internal <laughs> Sunshine and I have no idea why. But moving yeah, on. What's up with that? Next Ooh, week, yeah. we are back to Nate's Picks. This is uh, December oh, 15th. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Collector's Corner preview number five, uh, Nate, what movie are we watching for your picks on that day? We are watching Solo, 120 oh, Days of Sodom. Oh, sorry. Is that We're watching The, the Graduate. We're watching The Graduate. Dustin Hoffman. Catherine Ross, Anne Bancroft. It's a great movie. I'm so excited to rewatch this movie. Just out there graduating. Uh, this is a huge uh, blind spot in terms of like pop culture classic films that you've never seen. So, um, yeah, man. Yeah, The Graduate. Those Definitely come back next week for our discussion of The Graduate. Mike Nichols, Dustin Hoffman, yeah. his big old nose. <laughs> See you then. <laughs> Let's get physical.